Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. On behalf of the Buffalo Sabres and all of our great fans, we are proud to select from the University of Michigan, Owen Power. The Buffalo Sabres are pleased to select from Lexan in the Swedish Hockey League, Isaac Rosen. I think the interesting thing about this particular deal is that, you know, Levi's a really interesting prospect. Um, you know, he played really well for Canada at the World Juniors when he was hurt. And also they had Spencer Knight, the young goaltender of the future, who won the gold medal at that event. I just think Buffalo's looking for goaltending prospects, too. If you look at their overall situation at that position with Allmark testing free agency, they've got room there for people to play. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Sabres are up again in three picks, 88th overall here in the third round of the 2021 NHL Draft. We've got David Pagnota joining us here on the Western Hotline of the fourth period to help us walk through and maneuver through what has been a very busy two-day stretch for the Buffalo Sabres and likely will only continue to get busier. David, thanks so much for joining Brayton and I this, uh, this afternoon. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, not, not too much to talk about, though. Sorry. No, nothing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry we brought you on on such a boring day, you know. Uh, well, I guess we'll just kind of have to rely on you to carry the show, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll, I'll make something <laughs> up or something. But, wow, yeah, busy, busy couple of days here, guys. Busy couple of days, and th- I'm actually quite happy that we did end up getting the final details of the Sam Reinhardt trade before you came on so we didn't have to speculate about it. Uh, let's start there, David. Overall, it, it appears to us anyways, on, on this side of things, when you look at that trade, two things likely stifled the return for the Sabres in the Sam Reinhardt trade. Or if you want to look at it that way, I think most people saw what the Sabres got for Rasmus Ristolainen and assumed that at the very least, if not more, they would get for, for Sam Reinhardt in a trade. He's an RFA who has yet to at least acknowledge or there has yet to be a report about any looming extension in place with Florida. So I would assume that has part of the uh, part of the reason for a diminished return. But I want to add in the fact that it feels like the forward group that is being moved here today and, and, and dating back to yesterday feels like the value on forwards is a little stifled right now. Now, David, would you agree? Uh, to, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, especially when you're looking at guys, you know, that are, you know, pending restricted free agents and, and pending because it'll be official on, on the 28th. But, um, you know, guys that are going into the final year of their deals or need a new contract right away, uh, the values of those have, have kind of shifted a little bit. 
because there are so many different forwards that are really available that are out there. Uh, so teams have to be a little bit creative in, in, in how they're making these moves. Now, you know, on the surface, I would have suspected there might have been a third piece that would have come back in a, in a deal. Obviously, it didn't happen. The first-round pick that they get next year is uh, top 10 protected. So mm. Florida, uh, you know, really, really, I don't know, if, if half the team gets injured and they get hurt. Right. <laughs> up being a top 10 pick. You know, that'll move to 2023. So just a little bit of protection there. But, um, you, you know, the goalie, look, he's a good kid. He's somebody that they liked. I know Florida had some discussions initially with respect to Jack Eichel, and the initial ask was Spencer Knight, and that pretty much killed all those conversations mm. with respect to, to Jack Eichel, and they focused on Sam Reinhart. There were a number of teams that were in the mix on this one trying to make something work. Buffalo was adamant about getting a first-round pick as part of it. They couldn't swing something yesterday to get a pick in this year's first round, so they get it next year, and they get a pretty coveted goaltending prospect that they're very high on. And, David, from the Panthers' perspective here, your overall thoughts on this move for them as a team that is very clearly finding themselves in this window, and, and, and what does Sam Reinhart do to their chances of taking that next step next year? Well, this, this helps solidify their top six even even further. I mean, they were deep already, uh, but this brings in a, a guy that can play either the center position or the right side, you know, similar to a Sam Bennett, who's also up for, for a contract. He's an RFA. But it really solidifies their top six and then gives them a, a pretty deep bottom six as well, uh, one that's got depth uh, and, and one that's got veteran experience. When you've got guys like Yachari, Hornquist that can go in there, but at the same time, Owen Tippett taking another step forward in his development. He's only 22. Uh, Mason Marchman as well. And, of course, they signed uh, Anton Lundell, their first-round pick of last year. He'll be given an opportunity to, to crack the lineup and, and see where things go there. But this, this helps really deepen this team. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is, this is a club, the Florida Panthers, that are in a win-now mentality. Um, and they feel their window can be open for an extended period of time, even with the question marks surrounding the, the, how good, really, Sergei Bobrovsky is going to be. They like the development of Knight. They, like, uh, they, they feel that Bobrovsky has a rebound season in him that he's due for, and they're not done. They're still looking at, at shoring up the blue line. Um, they're looking to trade Anton Strawman to free up a little bit of money and then eventually replace him on that on that back end, but this is a this is quickly becoming a very very deep team, um, and and one that you know gave the, the Tampa Bay Lightning a very tough go in, in uh, the early rounds of the playoffs. They're they're poised to make a deeper run next season. David Pagnota from the Fourth Period dot com joining us right now on the Western Hotline here on WGR. David, I was having this thought yesterday, and we've had a little bit of a conversation with it in terms of uh, teams willing to give up these high first round picks uh, in the trades for Sam Reinhart and Jack Eichel, and especially now for Eichel, the the focus now turns to acquiring top picks in the 2022 and 2023 draft. Even though a lot of people say that the 2022 draft is, you know, more highly touted than this this draft that's going on right now, 
perhaps maybe the reason that some of these teams weren't willing to bite on a potential Eichel deal is because they knew their draft position and they knew where they were going to be and the type of players they could add to their system going forward. It, it, maybe does that make it more enticing for a team to be willing to give up more in terms of maybe additional first-round picks or something like that going forward if, if they're continuing to talk about Jack Eichel? Yeah, well, I mean, look, the talks will definitely continue and, and carry out. I think that the primary hiccup in all of this is the fact that Kevin Adams has been standing firm in what his overall ask is for Jack Eichel. And, you know, even going into yesterday, um, the, the, the price tag has stayed the same. Uh, it's, it's a minimum of four assets, uh, maybe three if, if you're, you're talking about ridiculously high value. But, you know, it's two young NHL-proven uh, and NHL caliber players, and then a combination of top prospects and first round picks. Uh, and, and that's been a tough pill to swallow for a lot of teams that A, have interest, but B, also want to know what the proper direction is in terms of his healing process. Uh, you know, there, there's not a clear cut direction yet on what type of surgery he's going to have. There's still some confusion there and some disagreement there. They haven't set uh, a specific timeline as to when. They're going to go down that road. I suspect they're going to have this conversation later on this week at the earliest to see. And the teams want to know what those options specifically are. Again, going into the draft yesterday, I heard that they still haven't, teams that are interested still haven't seen the official medical reports on Jack Eichel. So, A, you've got to get to a, a point of, of proximity in trying to get close to a deal and then go through that process. I think, you know, that. Buffalo's been transparent in what it is. They just obviously haven't provided the, the appropriate documents yet. Um, so, But teams understand exactly what type of issue they're dealing with with respect to Jack Eichel. Now it's just a matter of let's review them officially and let's, let's discuss a clear path as to what it is, but you can't get there until you make a move. And for the time being, they're still holding firm. Could you include a first-round pick next year as part of a deal? Sure, but now, because we've passed the first round of this year's draft, right. you're probably looking at more prospect-heavy type of packages. David, you know, I, I'm, overall, I'm, I'm sort of wondering what your your thoughts on the return for Rasmus Ristolainen were yesterday. Obviously, I think here locally, um, particularly within the fan base, there was a level of shock and awe to see the fact that Kevin Adams was able to draw a first and second round pick out of Philadelphia in return for Ristolainen and, and, frankly, a rostered player. And I know a lot of that has to do with potentially some some some, some salary cap dump to create the space needed, but. All in all, it's hard to look at the first major move of this offseason and not give a big thumbs up and an A-plus grade to, to Kevin Adams. Yeah, give him a standing ovation as well. I mean, that was a heck of a haul for, for Ristolainen, a, a guy who's you know, final year of his contract. There's no guarantee that he's going to stick around in, in Philadelphia. They'll have some discussions at some point soon, uh, but they haven't gotten there yet. So really, at, at, you're taking a risk in acquiring a player that could be you know, Gonzo in about a, another season from now. So, uh, huge kudos to, to the Buffalo Sabres for pulling this one off. I mean, even the 13th overall pick just for Ristolina alone would have been a pretty solid return. But to add a second next year, to add uh, Hag as well, I mean, this this was a really good move for the Buffalo Sabres and, and you know, certainly applaud them for it um, because it, it surprised a lot of people. But, uh, they, hey, they got the price. Philly was willing to pay it. Uh, so, you know, a, a win uh, on both sides based on that. But, yeah, uh, definitely some applause are due 
for Adams and his staff to pull in that one. Looking at the situation in Philadelphia, they've certainly had a busy last few days um, dating back to their trade, acquiring Ryan Ellis from Nashville, and now they bring in Ristolainen. They are remaking that blue line, but then also today in a trade with Jacob Voracek to get Cam Atkinson. Overall, what, what have your thoughts been on Philadelphia's offseason and, and really the better part of the last few days and how they're sort of remaking the image of this team? Yeah, well, that was the mandate going into the offseason was we need to make the playoffs. Get better, do what you can, let's get towards the postseason and, and make some impact moves. And that's absolutely what they've been doing. They're, they're reshaping their blue line, bringing in Ryan Ellis, bringing in Ristolainen. Um, you know, they're, they're going to – they've got some goaltending issues they've got to figure out. Carter Hart's an RFA. Uh, but they're looking at bringing in a veteran backup to, to kind of play alongside him and, and help mold him moving forward and you make a big move today with that surprised a lot of people including cam atkinson uh, I, I spoke to him right after the, the trade happened and he was caught off guard by it um this was look it's a good move i, I think Borchek needed a change of scenery and to go back to a familiar environment in columbus uh is 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 a good move for him but i think uh, you know, for, for Philly's perspective, they want to tinker, they want to shift, they want to make some adjustments to their roster and bringing in uh, an Atkinson who, uh, you know, a lot of people in Columbus haven't, haven't had too much fun lately because of how poor they've been. It gives him a, a chance to rejuvenate himself a little bit. Only 32 yeah. brings veteran presence and, and goal-scoring ability. It's, it's a solid add overall. And Philly's not done. They, they've got a few other things that they're going to try to work on over the course of the offseason. Uh, outside of just goaltending. What do you make of Columbus in all of this? Obviously, you know, moving on from Seth Jones, he ends up going to Chicago, getting paid, by the way, and making a move for for Jacob Voracek, the team that drafted him, um, whatever it was, back in 2007. Your overall thoughts on on, on maybe their outlook, and and do you believe Voracek is in in Columbus's plans this year, or maybe is he an option to potentially flip again? I mean, it's possible later on. I think I think they're going to hold on to him. They need to bring in some guys that have depth and um, a veteran presence within this this lineup. I think it's pretty clear and obvious that they're going through a full rebuild yeah. uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I would anticipate, you know, perhaps some other moves that are going to be coming down the pike in the next little bit. Jonas Corposalo is a guy that is getting a lot of attention. Uh, has been a goaltender there. They've got Elvis Merzlikens. They're going to try to sign him to an extension. Corpus Salo is a guy that's probably the odd man out. Uh, they make the Jones deal. They bring in Boquist. They're getting younger. He's only 20. There are going to be some additional moves here. The, the, Max Domi's injured. He's you know he had shoulder, shoulder surgery. Done for. I think he's got another five months to go. Uh, so they've got some things that they got to figure out. Gustav Nyquist is another veteran on this team. You need to have some vets on this club. Um, but we're starting to hear that he might be in play as well. And the interesting thing that we could be hearing a lot more of in the next you know, week or so is Patrick Lining. Mm. Uh, if contract talks don't go smoothly, Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the Buffalo Sabres, has already had some discussions with other teams just to gauge what the market is and to understand if he has to move him or, or tries to move him, what type of – options is uh, uh, excuse me what type of options are available if he goes that route he's doing his due diligence there but that's a big thing moving forward for this club is the future of Patrick Line he's arbitration eligible it's going to be a, probably my guess a tough negotiation if it really gets tough it wouldn't shock me to see some more discussions on the trade front with respect to Line and there will be teams that will circle back and and try to make something happen. 
L.A. being one of them. David Pagnota here, editor-in-chief of the fourth period on the Wester Hotline. We're talking NHL, Sabres in particular, but but other storylines across the league. And a, uh, and a frenzy of the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so with trades and obviously draft picks. And, and David, I kind of want to uh, return our attention back to the Sabres, in particular Owen Power. Your overall thoughts, he, you know, he met with the media yesterday, obviously, after he was selected. And, uh, you know, the desire for... Um, you know, for power to potentially go back to school. It seems like, you know, he, 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 it seems like both the player and the Sabres are in a win-win situation, regardless of what, what they determine, whether or not he plays in the NHL this year or goes back to Michigan. What are your overall thoughts about what do you, what you think is best for the player? And, and is that different for what you think might be best for the organization? Yeah. I mean, look, going through a rebuild like this, there's really no need to rush, uh, you know, a player who's set on going back to Michigan for another year. There's really no need to rush him back. Uh, or not rush him back, but rush him into the NHL. Uh, I think they understand the direction. I think they knew it going in, and and they're comfortable with it. But let me tell you, this is going to be a stud in the National Hockey League. I mean, this is a player that the fan base should absolutely be thrilled about. So next year is going to be a write-off. It is what it is. It sucks, but hey, you gotta you gotta go through it as as part of this re- rebuild process. But the future is is certainly bright um, with Owen Power on that back end. Coupled with with Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, excuse me, yeah, this is my um, This is this is a, going to be a, a pretty solid team with some of the prospects and kids that they've got, you know, coming up as well. But to have uh, Darlene and Power on that back end for years to come, that's going to be an impressive duo back there, kind of leading the charge uh, for them, kind of controlling the the back end. But this he's a big kid. He gets comparisons to Victor Hedman. Uh, he, he has some comparisons in, in part of his game to Chris Bronger. You, you, you marry those two kinds of players together and you get an Owen Power. If they get halfway to what those two players are capable of being, uh, then it's, it's a grand slam for the Sabres. So this is, this is going to be a really good kid, uh, and he's a good kid. Like He's, he's, he's got a great personality. Uh, I think he's somebody that's going to resonate very well with the fan base. And nowadays, that's you know, as important as it is yeah. being a star on the ice, being a star off it is going to be good too. He's going to be a star in Buffalo. David, last thing for you, you know, based on the moves we knew or expected were coming from the Sabres, Reinhardt, Ristolainen, and potentially Eichel um, as the next few days potentially play out, are, are, are you like of the mind that there, there may be another move or two that this team, and, and maybe that doesn't include them moving out talent, but potentially trying to go out and maybe go get a piece to bring in, particularly at forward, they are losing a lot, a lot of star power, particularly on the front line. We know they've got two former first first overall picks on the back end. We know that there's some desire to continue adding to the goalie room. They still need an NHL goaltender, by the way. Um, but do, do you expect right. another move here from the Sabres that maybe we aren't thinking about uh, and maybe them trying to get better right now? Uh, well, I think goaltending is certainly one. Um, I mentioned Corpus Allo earlier with, with Columbus. I know there's been some discussions there with the Buffalo Sabres as well to see what the price tag is. He is a pending UFA afterwards, so I don't know if they want to go that route particularly, um, but we'll see how, how that kind of transpires. They obviously need a goalie. Allmark's going to be testing the market, so that'll be you know certainly one. We've been hearing uh, you know uh, Colin Miller as a guy that you know, he was, there was talked about during the regular season. There's been some chatter that they may continue to explore a deal there um, on the back end, but in terms of adding to this team, again, a lot of it's going to depend on what happens with Jack Eichel because they want two NHL caliber uh, uh, players as part of a package now that they can supplement and bring into the lineup uh, right away. So I think that 
And, and, you know, look, again, because of the rebuild, this is going to be giving more ice time to guys like Middlestat, to Cousins, to some of their other kids that they've got, uh, you know, on, on the team and allowing them uh, to kind of move forward. Is Jack Quinn going to be given an opportunity uh, to, to see what he can do and so on? So it, it's, it's going to be a bumpy road. You're going to have to give these kids the opportunity to, to uh, get acclimated to the NHL on a regular basis. Could we see them add a few pieces here and there? probably from a vet presence perspective via free agency. Um, but from a, from a trade route, I think outside of goaltending, uh, I, I, I wouldn't anticipate too, too much unless something just really falls into Kevin Lad- uh, Adams' lap. Awesome. David, thank you so much for your time, my friend. We really, really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the draft, and we'll be uh, looking forward to all the content uh, as, as it uh, spills over from just a day, two days, three days worth of uh, lots of content creation. So we really appreciate you, David. Thanks for the time, as always, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. David Pagnota there, the fourth period. Got to take a timeout on the other side. I've got Joe Yurden joining us, our last guest of the afternoon. And uh, we'll get you up to date. The, the Sabres did pick another Russian forward. And they, they, are, they are up next, too, at 95, uh, 94th Steven pick on the clock. Sardarian. That is the pick. He was teammates with um, Poldapov in Russia. So that's they I have think some it's safe to say there's there. been a change in philosophy in Buffalo. Maybe there has. Maybe there certainly has. So... Uh, and also one more note from uh, Sardarian. He's going to be actually attending the University of New Hampshire for this upcoming season as a freshman. So he's making the jump to North America early to uh, to get in some action at the collegiate level. All right. Thank you, Brayton. All right. Time out. Other side. Joe Yurden here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.